Welcome to the Photography Opinion Podcast. We discuss all things photo, video, and camera related. I'm Ben Lucas. And I'm Stuart Marlantis. And this is PhotoLog. Hello, PhotoOp listeners. So today, uh, Pokemon Snap just came out this weekend. It has inspired us. So today we are doing virtual photography. This will not be a Pokemon-centric episode, although I'm sure we will be mentioning it. But today we're moreover talking about kind of photography inside video games as a whole, as a concept, talking about kind of our favorites and what we think about it as as a thing. Um, so there's going to be a lot of different kind of games and references and stuff flying um if if you guys don't don't catch one that's totally fine there's there's gonna be plenty more that i'm sure you will get if you play video games and listen to this podcast then you are our people and i'm sure i'm sure you'll get a lot of value out of today's episode so uh yeah with that uh stewart what's kind of the first thing that you kind of think of this space is a lot larger than you might expect. And it's actually been a thing for quite a while. Um, It it hasn't obviously broken into the mainstream yet beyond games like Pokemon Snap that are specific to photography. And even those are few and far between. But this is something that is increasingly a big deal. And as uh, technology uh, in-game you know, imagery moves at uh, an incredible pace. Uh, it's getting better and better and more sophisticated all the time. So, um, yeah, it's it's a thing that I've dabbled in in the past. So it's fun to to talk about it. Um, but yeah, we'll be covering a, a couple different aspects of this. Um, one, we'll talk about games where photography is is a key part or like the main part of the gameplay loop, like Pokemon Snap. But we'll also talk about games where photography isn't explicitly included in the gameplay but uh photography as far as like in-game cameras are concerned uh or cameras to capture gameplay or scenes in game are a big deal uh, in the community and uh, a huge deal on social media so we'll kind of cover both of those things in the discussion today Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to start with a quick history lesson. So the very first game that actually included the phrase photo mode. Mm -hmm. So uh, is credited with creating in-game video game photography. Doesn't necessarily mean that there wasn't one before, but this was the first kind of official usage of it was Gran Turismo 4, which came Mm -hmm. out in 2005. Um, There are definitely games before that that have had cameras in them. Um, The first one that actually comes to mind for me is Wind Waker. Because I spent many, many hours running around trying to take pictures of everything from seagulls to moblins Mm -hmm. to try and get statues of them. Um, Yeah, Wind Waker has this great... um, It's actually... It is... uh, There is a quest line in the game where you take pictures of a bunch of different things and get some relatively minor uh, in-game rewards all things considered but it has this picto box which is like an old almost looks like an old uh, mamiya uh, camera or like an old hasselblad Um, so that was pretty sweet i remember (laughs) really enjoying that as a kid (laughs) so there is something about uh the photography as a video game mechanic mm-hmm. of you, ha- there are certain criteria that you have to get to be able to complete that quest line. Mm-hmm. It has to look a certain way for the sculptor to be able to give you the like mini yeah. figure yeah. of the character that you're looking at, which minimizes creativity. So I don't remember as a kid like running around and going, ooh, that's pretty, and taking a landscape shot for the most part. I mostly remember 
all of the like scenes and actions and th- and things that I took photos of. Yeah, yeah. So I think by including it as a, as a mechanic, it's kind of the same problem that I have with like standardized testing in schools of like by by forcing people into this box, it minimizes out outside out the box thinking and and creativity. Um, yeah. But. But it was it, I spent so many hours with that camera. Turns out it's kind of hard for computers to judge creativity and art. <laughs> so <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> a lot of these, a lot of these are uh, uh, including uh, new Pokemon Snap. A lot of these are are yeah. mechanically less uh, encouraging of creativity than you would really want. <laughs> So I reached out to Reddit uh, to get um, basically all of the internet's best Pokemon snaps so I can be the professor and review them. So while I'm waiting for those to come in, uh, if you're playing Pokemon Snap, uh, email us your best snaps. I want to see them, and I will include them in my rating video. But um, no, one of the comments that I enjoyed immensely was, how much do you want to strangle the professor for just saying, make your subject as big as possible and right in the center? (laughs) Yes. Instead of, you know, any tips about composition or framing at all i guess i guess we might as well jump into pokemon <laughs> snap first since we're we're already getting into it and we're it already is, there it is mechanically core to the gameplay so if you're not familiar with pokemon snap um there are two games um one was released released in the nintendo 64 oh man like 20 years ago i want to say like 99 yeah more 20 years or more ago um and there was just one that was released um this weekend yeah this weekend <laughs> And uh, the the game, the idea behind the game is you're in kind of like a nature preserve and you are uh, kind of researching slash documenting Pokemon and Pokemon behavior. Um, And people really liked it originally because it was a chill game, really different gameplay than a lot of uh, a lot of games that were out at the time. And it the same thing is with this newer game it's much bigger it's much longer there's a much greater variety of behaviors and environments um and the core gameplay loop is taking photos and then have the having this professor rate your photos unfortunately the professor uh he only cares about size and if it's looking (laughs) at you and if you manage to get it spot in the center of the frame exactly yeah Uh, your your rating is um is yeah the the biggest things are size center of the frame and to some degree behaviors or interactions with pokemon around your subject um i will say that this is frustrating from an artistic perspective but this is not entirely inaccurate for research photography um, how research photography is judged i should say i have actually i i have and continue to partake in research photography projects um in my free time and uh this is pretty much what is expected is your subject clear is it in the center of the frame uh do you have any size references is often something or what is the behavior that it's exhibiting so i can't a hundred percent judge pokemon snap for this uh this rating system because it is accurate to research it's just not accurate to creativity um. all right fine i mean i've re- so this week i've bit. really wanted to give the professor a swift kick in the teeth for all that but all right i guess he gets a pass i mean ecological research is not why i bought that game that's true but. that's true yeah um i i do wish that there was more um like one of the things that would be nice i think and potentially something that a computer would per- could perceive is like um you know and i know this isn't the end all be all of creativity but maybe if instead of saying center frame it rated you on a rule of thirds grid um 
yes, rule of thirds isn't the end-all be-all, but at least it would let you be a little bit more creative in your framing um, and would allow you some flexibility Mm. that just saying center frame, center frame, center frame doesn't give you. So that might be something that would be nice to see. Um, But yeah, unfortunately, that's not the case. (laughs) Yeah, I I have seen some very incredible low-scoring snaps Mm -hmm. that people Mm -hmm. have sent me that have just blown my mind. But um, I I think we'll talk more about the actual judging of that. I just, I I think... uh, in-game video game photography as a mechanic has definitely had some had some good qualities and some get bad qualities. Um, let's talk about like uh, Fallout seventy six for a second. Mm-hmm. So Fallout seventy six does something that a lot of games don't have. You have both a free roaming photo mode, but you also have an item that is a camera that you can take shots like while you're fighting things in real time. Mm -hmm. So I think the inclusion of both of those things versus just a photo mode is is kind of interesting because those two different ways of taking photos in game are two very different things. I think having, having a photo mode is more about expressing creativity and finding interesting angles and it pauses the game and so like your horse can be like jumping mid-air like over a bridge or something and it allows you to kind of find the best nuanced most interesting kind of poster-esque uh version of that shot versus holding the camera up to your eye while stuff is still throwing rocks at you you're like oh get the photo keep running I've seen some great uh, photos of like death claw attacks where it's just a total madness and uh, quite funny. Like there's really good uh, comedic pot- potential in some of this in-game uh, photography. That is so. So how do you how do you feel about kind of like those two photo modes and where one wins over the other? Um, I say well, I I. I at the risk of sounding really boring, um, I totally agree that like photo mode is all about creativity and in-game photography is more about fun or or a distraction or, you know, a gameplay loop. Um, I would really like to see uh, games reward true creative photography more, but it's just I, I, I can't blame really the industry for not prioritizing that one. I'm sure or. I shouldn't say I'm sure, but I suspect a lot of people wouldn't care that much about a mechanic like that. Um, and two, uh, a lot of people don't think about that sort of stuff really artistically because not everybody is a photographer. Um, and and just like technologically judging that is just so difficult. I'm not sure, you know, it would be cool. but um, And there are games that kind of approach rewarding that but um, there's one game in particular yeah. that uh it's it's on steam and it doesn't look very good mm-hmm. but it it um let's see what is the name of it i'm gonna butcher the pronunciation umarangi generation it is a game that is specifically about um you are a courier and you get objectives to take photos of people and places and things and mm-hmm. you get points scored based on the colorfulness and position and posing and artistic direction and framing of your photos so that game is solely based on creatively judging your photos and allows free range of expression but it's also very wonky yeah this is very like a a very indie looking game um it's something that i actually want to check out a little bit more after after doing some more research on virtual photography but um yeah it, it one gives you uh directives uh to follow but also it does just reward you for taking cool photos um the rewards might not necessarily 
necessarily match up perfectly with how truly artistic or interesting your photo is, but you can just take photos in the game and it will reward you for doing so. So it, it does at least kind of give you a nudge at um, being creative and thinking outside the box and not just following the quest line, so to speak, of the game. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I, that's the only one to me that like approaches the let's judge art and not just a game mechanic. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, most, pretty much everything else there, it is mechanically in there, but it doesn't, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't approach that. It doesn't get too artistic. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, I, I, we, like when we were researching this episode, I came up with a huge list of different games Mm -hmm. that have some variety of photo mode. And the thing is photo mode is everywhere now. It used to be like, it's a cool thing, but, uh, just a short sampling, Mm -hmm. uh, ghost of Tsushima horizon zero dawn, several different assassin's creed games, cyberpunk 2077, uh, final fantasy 15, Forza, God of War, Last of Us, Red Dead Redemption 2, um, pretty much every Spider-Man game, Death Stranding, Star Citizen, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Grand Theft Auto. I mean, it just, there's so many games. Yeah. And they all, some of the games, like, they're built by, like, the same developers, and the photo mode is relatively the same. You pause the game, you have a bunch of filter and, like, camera zoom options, and Mm -hmm. you export it. Um but there are some that are really creative. One that I want to point out. Uh, so Spider-Man uh, on PS4 has like a selfie mode, which is like fun, but I don't think it's creative. You just like change your facial expressions and you take a selfie wherever you happen to pause. Yeah. But the Miles Morales one on the PS5, watching gameplay footage of that photo mode blew my mind because you can insert lighting sources. Mm-hmm. And so you can craft your scene like an actual photographer and add lights and colors and shape and direction, hardness, softness. And it just, oh, some of the gameplay, just some of the photos that came out of that photo mode look incredible. Yeah, this is something that um, I should say in general, you see, uh, at least in my experience, you see Sony putting a lot of effort or at least somebody has to be encouraging this with Sony. I mean, they have really easy sharing tools and um, I'm sure Xbox does as well. But um, for whatever reason, PlayStation games tend to have surprisingly sophisticated photo photo modes. And um, yeah, the, the Spider-Man, the, the PS5 stuff is really incredible in Miles Morales. Um, it, I don't own a PS5, I have a PS4, but... Uh, not that I could get a PS5 right now. <laughs> They're very <laughs> difficult to get. But yeah, that was something that I looked at and I was like, ooh, this would be really cool. The selfie mode was fun, but this is something that has some real artistic uh, potential. You know, you know in Thor Ragnarok, how he's playing on a PS4 mm-hmm. when he's Fat Thor? Well, that's supposed to take in the f- place in the future. The reason why he's playing on a PS4 <laughs> is because even in the future, you still can't get a PS5. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sounds about right. Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of these, um, uh, a lot of these just have a really nice uh, set of tools. You can change. You can basically pause the game, change your. Uh, uh, you can even sometimes change your uh, lens. In essence, you can mm-hmm. you can have uh, different fields of views. You can change in 3d space the position of the camera anywhere you want um some give you increasingly uh sophisticated control over lighting but some even let you change the scene itself like incorporating um different environmental effects or weather or birds or i mean ghost of tsushima is 
one of these games that gives you a lot of control over your environment um shout out to ghost of tsushima for other reasons it's an incredible game it's one of if not probably my top game of 2020 it's incredible and it's got a great photo mode so play it i was reasons. also <laughs> about to give a shout out to ghost of tsushima because when i was doing all my research um so the number according to instagram statistics mm-hmm. the number one most like photographed game is actually red dead redemption 2 which is also amazing How, however there are some photos that are absolutely incredible and there are some photos that are like eh that's cool mm-hmm. i have not seen a single frame from ghost of tsushima that made me go meh yeah, every single yeah. one is just immaculate and i think i think a large part of that is the game designers it's kind of like here in seattle you can walk down a street and you're like ew that's a boring street but like you go to iceland you can throw your camera against any old rock have the shutter button accidentally click and it turns out into an incredible yeah. photo i mean the, the whole literally the whole game you can play through all of ghost of tsushima and take no photos and the game is just stunning so like it's just made here by the way uh made in the in yeah, in the Pacific Northwest. I'm not gonna say Seattle was actually made in Redmond, I think, but like, shout out to the the local team making Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> um, yeah, they did such a great job that literally, um, they are actually uh, the team members of the team are official um, uh, ambassadors for the island, the real island of Tsushima. Um, oh, in wow. real life. So uh, even even Japan, even Tsushima itself was like these people uh, really care about showing this environment in an incredible way. Um, so, yeah, real life ambassadors for uh, for the island of Tsushima. Um, so, yeah, it's just an amazing game. It's gorgeous. It has an incredible photo mode, gives you all sorts of control. Um, yeah, I mean, pl- play it, play it for the photo mode, but play it for the incredible story <laughs> and just how spectacular it is um also apparently has um kind of like an increased uh resolution and detail in the ps5 so another reason to get a ps5 i suppose (laughs) (laughs) there there was uh something that i was seeing so there is one creator who is a full-time virtual photographer for dice Mm -hmm. his twitter handle is a bird b-e-r-d-u-u it's petri levelati I I apologize for uh, mispronouncing your last name, but uh, go check him out on Twitter. He is an official virtual photographer for Dice, but uh, the reason why he's the official like official photographer is because oh my god, the stuff he can do inside a video game is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw a couple of uh kind of interviews and stuff that he's done. And, um, just like the things that he does about a game of like, if you're using the game tools, you're probably not getting anything that unique because it's the stuff game hands you. So he finds ways to break the game. Mm-hmm. So like with Ghost of Tsushima, if you actually take a screenshot at really low health, you have like a motion blur effect that makes for really cool photography. Mm-hmm. Or in uh, The Last of Us, one of the things that he did was uh, craft a smoke bomb and take a picture right as the end of the smoke bomb so that you have like a haze. And if you have your character go sprint and do a lap before you do that, then their facial expression actually changes and it like adds beads of sweat. And it's just, like, all of these minor little details. And he did a bunch of game photography for, like, Cyberpunk that ended up being, like, all of their big promo poster stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just, oh, yeah, it's so good. And you see you see um, this uh, being abused for uh, other, like, to, to intentionally kind of break the game and make 
the in-game photography that's being captured um, bizarre or 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 strange or otherworldly, um, which is really cool. Where where people people intentionally make it look strange and weird to add to the ambiance to add to the story that they're telling yeah. um with their with their in-game photography and uh, that's just awesome to see i mean because that's one of those things where they're kind of two camps with this like some people are really going for for something that looks real that looks like a real photo i mean maybe it's it's you know pretty incredible and it would be very very difficult to get in real life but approaches reality and then some people use the virtual environment to do something that you literally could not accomplish in real life so um it's really interesting to see both of those things and also see both of those things accomplished in the same game sometimes um so yeah i'm i'm uh, uh you thinking that's where some of the this real creativity can come about with virtual photography is is using in-game features to get something that you wouldn't normally be able to otherwise and um as you can probably already tell i'm on the camp of like this this could be real art or this this uh at least some of the stuff that i've seen is real art in my opinion and that kind of creativity and using those tools in an unusual way um underlines the reality of that artistic expression to me Absolutely. So on online, uh, I saw some people saying like, well, it's not real photography. It doesn't actually count because you're not doing anything. The game developers built it and you're just like, Mm -hmm. you're just kind of rehashing something that the game developers. And while it's true, like Breath of the Wild, that very opening scene when you kind of like finish your little tutorial coming out of the catacomb and you kind of walk up to that ledge, you get that grand vista. Mm -hmm. If you hit the screenshot button there, that's something that's already been done thousands of times mm-hmm. and it's something that was hand delivered to you on a silver platter by the developers and that i get yeah. uh, it doesn't make it any less beautiful though mm-hmm. and i think the other thing is w- the, these game developers build these huge worlds and they're not expecting you to put spider-man crouching up on a bed because the way that like the window light makes the pattern on his you know outfit you know mm-hmm. <laughs> i found mm-hmm. this really funny screenshot where he's like yeah i've been having spider-man just kind of like sitting on his pillow for an hour so i could get the lighting on his you know back <laughs> sigil just right because yeah. the way that the the light was kind of streaming through mm-hmm. so yes the game developers built these worlds but there are still ways that we can find artistic expression oh, in yeah. them and even if it's not just something that is visual um there's there's something about art and photography specifically where if you do a painting a painting um is is kind of something that you imagine versus if you take a photo a photo can have a lot more meaning because a photo can can be a memory of a moment in time for you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it can it can be it can be kind of like a catalog of your journey and a photo can have all these other meanings besides the aesthetic quality that someone else might assign to it yeah yeah, you know, video games are art. Um, I mean, they've they've always been art, in my opinion. So uh, they're art you can interact yeah. with. Yeah. So to me, like, you know, if if a if a film is art, um, if music is art, if photography is art, uh, video games are art. I mean, they are a crafted vis- audio visual experience. Um, so. Uh, uh, this might fall into the you know people debating virtual photography might be ultimately the camps of are video games art or not i think they definitely are um oh for sure but um 
but but yeah, I mean uh, the this is this this debate to me is like oh well if you take a really interesting picture of uh, let's say you're into let's say you're into landscape photography and you take some incredible picture of a landscape and then somebody says well that's not real art because you didn't craft that landscape like that that's that's crazy I mean that's yeah. you're saying that's not art because you didn't personally make that I look at game photography the same way or virtual photography the same way yes maybe i didn't explicitly craft that landscape but also this is a box of tools and i'm using them potentially in a really creative really unusual way that the developer did not intend to get a piece of visual art out of it so um yeah i I think that's strange gatekeeping people that don't think that this is real art or at least has the potential to be real art maybe some of it isn't but i think it at least you can make real art in games. Um, it has the potential to do so. For sure. Uh, no, I, I completely agree. Um, and in fact, video games are some of my favorite art to spend on mm-hmm. because uh, for for 20 or $40, I can get 100 hours of entertainment from a video game versus two hours of entertainment from a movie. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so no, I, I love video games. And specifically, uh, I, I spend so much time, like, in let's take Breath of the Wild, for example. Mm-hmm. I spend so much time just, like, standing there and mm-hmm. looking at, like, the vista and the landscape and just kind of, like, drinking in. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn was one of those games for Amazing. me that, that it just... just it is it is the most that tutorial is the most gorgeous hour long movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know how long it took you to do the tutorial, but it took me an hour because I was just mm-hmm. drinking in every like detail and blade of grass and like movement and like the creatures and the world that they crafted. Yeah. Um and and that was all before I even found out it had a photo mode. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it, the the, the I, one uh, I, somebody is certainly to correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that the video game market is actually larger than the film market. Um, so if you care about market market size, uh, and if you, if you think that indicates artistic value, um, video games are, are many billions of dollars a year and Very definitely true. worth uh, paying for as art form, or as an art form. But but two, I mean. You can the the great thing about about virtual art is there is so much room for both big and small moments. I should say you've got these you know really impactful, really incredible like emotionally engaging moments that uh, that developers craft. Um, but also you get these quiet moments. I mean, some of my favorite parts of Breath of the Wild are you know hanging out in nature. You know watching deer wander by in a forest or listening to the rain on the the leaves of the trees and um or the the wind rustle through the grass i mean watching the birds uh, circle overhead on the beach like there's incredible just kind of i don't know nature scenes in breath of the wild that are so calming and uh and so uh, engaging in a way that uh, that you that feels very real, um, and I think that really indicates uh, the value of that as art that you have those feelings, that you have that engagement. Um, and uh, it is really sad to me that people still see games as just you know um, uh, just boring shooters or um, you know just violent. Uh, experiences which i'm not saying those are wrong but you know there's been a perception of games are like the classic you know gta scare back in the day where it's all just about 
about sex and and violence and uh there is so much art in games now and it's very sad to me that it's still not appreciated as widely as it could be and um I realize the the barrier to entry for some of this stuff is pretty big, you know. Um, gaming can be hard to get into, and um, like Breath of the Wild, if you're not familiar with games or with uh, Zelda games, even as a series, like you have, you're, we're now approaching many decades of knowledge that people have um, yeah. on gaming that newcomers do not have, and that's a sometimes a big barrier for, to entry for people. Um, and I wish there was a way through that. Um, that being said, there are new people appreciating it all the time. So um, I think it's good. And I think this virtual photography can actually feed into that. I bet people have bought games. Not an insignificant number of people have bought games because of the virtual photography that they've seen online. I mean, Ghost of Tsushima, like you look at that, any of the screenshots of that, and you're like, I want to buy a PS4. Literally what any photo mode from that game <laughs> makes me want to buy it. No, exactly. it's, it's incredible. <laughs> um, so so uh, kind of on your point about uh, the video games are so vast and varied, mm-hmm. it's kind of like someone saying, I don't like food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. There are foods you like and foods you don't like. You cannot say carte blanche you don't like food yeah. you don't like video games i actually had one friend and i asked them uh like and they told me like i don't like video games i'm like well that that seems silly to me mm-hmm. what kind of games do you like and the thing is they hadn't played a game yet that they liked and being stuck inside with covid mm-hmm. their partner started trying them out on video games and they found a genre of game that they liked and so it's not a genre of game that i like or play but that's mm-hmm. totally fine and they're like ben i love video games now this is the very specific niche of video game that like speaks to me and i've played 200 hours in this game Mm -hmm. um so no there's something for everyone and when you were talking about kind of like a barrier to entry one of the things that i've actually found is video game photography is bringing photography to like to disabled or kind of otherwise um not able people who wouldn't be able to go explore Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. actual world whether that is for monetary reasons or like health reasons there are people that can dive into these games and explore these virtual worlds and kind of cultivate and grow a passion that Mm -hmm. they haven't been able to outside because like hey i don't have two hands that can lift a really heavy dslr hey i can't go hiking to these scenic vista vista places Mm -hmm. but you can you can click your mouse and you can get your character there and you have the creativity to do these amazing things and it kind of makes the art form more accessible in a way and i i just absolutely love that yeah 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 i i i think that's great there is so much um there is so much capability um even in games aren't explicitly designed for it there's so much capability for exploration um and 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 expression that you would never expect i mean like you said red dead redemption 2 is the most popular uh game on instagram right now and um red dead redemption 2 in theory is a very story driven it is open world but it's a very story driven game it's also like two years old yeah it's two years old (laughs) but it's a very story driven game about a an you know an old west you know wild west gang essentially and the fact that it's like an incredibly pop like the most popular game on instagram which amounts to essentially fancy screenshots like says it right there like this game yeah it's about a wild west game but it's also a game about many different things to many different people it can be about um it can be about 
anything that the game mechanics allow and more. It can be just about hiking along the mountains. It can be about exploring the cities. It can be about all sorts of things. And it can be about none of those things if you want. I mean, there, there's so much opportunity there. Um, and uh, I mean, certainly play the story um, as somebody who's played it and played the first one. You should play both Red Dead Redemptions if you can, um, especially too. But um, but yeah, it is uh, that flexibility, um, especially that flexibility for people that otherwise couldn't experience similar things in the real world is incredibly valuable. Um, and uh, yeah, everybody, everybody should enjoy it. Yeah, I, I think... Um including photo modes in these games uh first of all it's a huge hit by developers which is mm-hmm. why they're spending so much time and energy on it because that's free marketing for them mm-hmm. oh yeah. you're like hey i and and red dead redemption 2 would not be as popular as it is now if it had no photo mode mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i i think that is where a lot of people are seeing the many hours of replayability yeah. um i've seen people online say i did 25 percent story 25 percent just kind of like questing and exploration and half my time now is spent doing photo mode and just trying to come up with these crazy things that i can take yeah. photos of um increasingly this is core to the hardware experience even i mean a lot of nintendo games on the switch they're uh, current console are not um, do not necessarily have explicit pause control the scene photo modes but you have a dedicated button on the controller that allows you to snap a screenshot or even record a short video at any time and this experience is also fairly consistent across all um, gaming companies I mean you can hold a button on the PS4 controller and it'll take us a, uh, a screenshot of your game even without going into photo mode so like this is something that's now like it has dedicated hardware given to just this purpose can, can I just say that the switch screenshot button is both a success and a failing <laughs> because they don't really have any games that allow you to make proper use of that. Yeah. Not a lot of Nintendo games like have features that allow you to hide the HUD, for example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so let, let's take let's uh, talk about our our favorite Viking simulator for a second. So <laughs> Valheim. <laughs> Valheim does not at at this current point in time have a photo mode. Mm-hmm. Um, if you listen to this down the road, like maybe the developers added or something, but mm-hmm. right now it doesn't have photo mode. However, you can hit Control F three. And all of a sudden, all your HUD elements are gone. No health bars, no status, no enemy health indicators, nothing. And you can start screenshotting your game that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so so even I, – I feel like that is should be a bare minimum of every yeah. developer should at least give you a way to get a clean image versus Breath of the Wild – Without pulling out your Sheikah slate and like taking a photo of something, if you are doing something cool as Link and you want to take a photo of it, mm-hmm. you take a screenshot, but your screenshot's still going to have hearts in the corner and your mini-map and a bunch of the other kind of obnoxious video game type things that you don't necessarily want. And you can't get like a free-fly camera. Yeah. I mean, you can, with Breath of the Wild, you can turn on um, Pro HUD mode, which allows you to reduce some of those elements, but um, without... 
uh, modding or without emulating the game, you're not going to get a true photo mode, which is a shame. Like, uh, you've already got this button dedicated to this. You might as well. Yeah, like like right. I said, it's both a success and a failing. It's mm-hmm. a success that they thought of it. Mm-hmm. But the failing comes in two parts. One, none of their software actually takes advantage of, of giving you clean, interesting screenshots, and their games don't have these ways that you can actually, like get something on your screen that looks really cool mm-hmm. like like with free fly cameras for the most part but the second thing is you've taken a screenshot now what unless yeah. you want to flood your <laughs> facebook timeline or your twitter with your, your nintendo switch screenshots it's incredibly cumbersome mm-hmm. to get them off into a format that you would actually want to edit them or share them yeah and yes we know they get you can save them on the micro sd card and pull it out your turn your switch all the way off and pull it out of your switch and plug it into the computer and pull them all off it's just not a good experience so yes somebody's going to call out that it is possible and it is possible to get them off without sharing them online but um they make it way more difficult than it really needs to be um they're the uh nintendo is notorious for kind of you know, two steps forward, one step back development where they're online and their kind of social services, uh, yeah. you know, social media kind of services are, are not very good. They were actually a lot better on the Wii U and the 3DS and they're literally worse on newer hardware. So it's a shame. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when, when I started playing Valheim, there mm-hmm. were so many mo. there were some moments that like, I, this is gorgeous. I want to screen cap it. Mm-hmm. And there were some moments of, I, I think games that, uh, have features where they al- allow personal expression in the game mm-hmm. automatically make you want to record that as like a personal memory or a personal achievement. So mm-hmm. like if I build a giant, you know, longhouse and I'm really proud of this, I I want to take a picture of that for me or to share with my friends or, you know, sometimes posting online for the internet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and and so the games that allow creative personal expression versus games where you are this character you must do this i don't i don't think about photo mode when i'm playing those games so like i know assassin's creed has a really good photo mode and when i was playing that game i thought wow this is gorgeous this is beautiful but in the 200 hours i think i played assassin's creed odyssey i never actually broke out the photo mode because this is this character's experience it's not my experience Mm -hmm. versus when i'm playing valheim i can uh, my character is kind of an empty shell and i'm building the world around me and i want to capture that world And there's so many times i've run around and taken screenshots of of like things i made or or things i've found Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Yeah, this is this is something that um, this this placement of you as the character versus you playing somebody else um, can be very key to this experience. Uh, Something I've been experimenting with a lot recently is VR chat, um, which is a boy. How do you even explain it? I mean, it's basically the the metaverse in alpha. Like it's it's (laughs) it is it is. I mean, it's like Ready Player One, but uh, you know, twenty years before Ready Player One. It's it's pretty incredible. It's it's you know, it's VR chat, so it's aimed at VR, although you can play it um, without having VR. But you are, VR is the best way to play it because you are that the character that you're playing. You are the avatar that you're playing. You're And you physically 
feel and perceive of yourself in physical space. And as a result, as you would expect, VR chat has in-game cameras that you can both record video through and record photos through. And those cameras you can actually hold and point in real space to capture all sorts of crazy things. I mean, the the really interesting thing about VR chat is the creativity of the worlds and the avatars and the interaction that you can have where you can go to all sorts of different crazy locations, even locations from um, games that you might have played elsewhere. Um, I'm sure this isn't approved use of the platform, but you can explore worlds from, well, since we talked about Zelda a bunch, worlds from different Zelda games. Um, You know, you can explore the Great Plateau in Breath of the Wild. You can explore um, Outset Island in Wind Waker in VR and take pictures of you uh, or the environment um, with with an actual or what what you perceive as like a real camera in virtual space um and that that to me is kind of the next level like now we're approaching actually taking cameras physically inside a virtual environment which is really interesting and it's actually something that um sneak preview i'm potentially working on as a virtual kind of show idea um, so I, I have done some active tests uh, with uh, with some people to to see what what we could do as far as virtual production um, within VR chat within a virtual space. Um, and long story short, it's clunky. It's very early, but boy, does it show a ton of potential. Um, so that that's just really exciting to me that that we're we're approaching. We are approaching holding a camera in a virtual space physically which is crazy like the world that we live in now is just nuts (laughs) (laughs) that is very true uh yeah so i i think my favorite part about kind of virtual photography is um is finding things that are unexpected Mm -hmm. uh so like um in assassin's creed or any pretty much any of those like god of war any of those games Mm -hmm. of like there are so many screenshots of like hey i have a weapon and i'm slashing a baddie and like hey don't i look cool i'm like yeah that's interesting but like when when the shot is just framed that way, I just like gloss through over it of like I've seen that a million times. That is the normal perspective. Mm-hmm. But when you you know when there's like some effect or lighting or angle that that is unexpected and not something that you see through normal regular gameplay, um, that is aesthetically pleasing on its own, but something that I haven't seen a hundred hours staring at my screen. Mm-hmm. Um, that that those are the kinds of things that draw me in and i think as a as someone who sometimes delves into that virtual photography trying to find those moments and the excitement of exploration and discovery that comes with that is some of the most fun i've had in some video games i i've had way more fun um doing doing like virtual photography in Valheim than I have like Spartan kicking people off uh, cliffs in Assassin's Creed. (laughs) For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, it is, uh, the, the unexpected and, um, you know, putting your own flair, your own, your own perspective on these experiences is really cool. Um, I mean, we can go all on all, we can go on and on about this, but, um, 
but yeah, I mean, there's there's just to me there is there is no excuse not to include these kind of tools in your game, or at least let you hide the the HUD. Bare um, bare minimum, if you have a game that's not like a top down pixel type game, mm-hmm. if you're doing something that has full depth and texture and open worlds, and you already have a game with kind of a dedicated camera type control whether that's uh you know your stick on the console or whether it's you know valheim zoom in zoom out with your mouse if you have a game that is already set up you're Mm -hmm. this close to being able to do virtual photography Mm -hmm. if you don't include a photo mode you have to at the very least allow people to hide the hud and be able to do it themselves Yeah. yeah and if you want to take it a step further i would look at something like nvidia ansel um the uh, now i'm not necessarily promoting this as as implement ansel because this is a proprietary technology and i think everybody no matter what hardware you're running should be able to take advantage of features like this but one of the really cool things about ansel is it's like photo mode plus where you can one of the i think the best things about it is yeah it incorporates lots of photo mode kind of features but what you can do is you can set up the scene and you can actually re-render it in much higher detail longer uh much farther view distance and higher resolution and then export that as a photo which i think is like that's perfect because let's say really cool let's say you want to print something and and printed uh virtual photography has been a thing in galleries already um but let's say that you just want to print something for your gaming room or whatever at home like having the capability of really getting a print quality render out of your game is an incredible idea and something that unfortunately you don't really see outside of developers that have implemented ansel which is not very many unfortunately um but that would be next level and if you're like really next level you could do what firewatch did which unfortunately isn't the case anymore (laughs) but they right yeah they offered so there was a roll of i believe it was 16 photos that you could take with the in-game camera and for a brief time after the release of the game when you finish the game you could actually send in your photos and they would get printed like for real in real life and you'd get real physical prints um out of the game so like that is like even next level <laughs> is getting right. is a, a, a function in your game for physical prints that's just amazing like one uh, play firewatch anyway even without the physical prints it's great but um yeah now you can upload them online <laughs> yeah but, yeah i mean you can do it online yeah. but uh the physical prints was just yeah. such a cool touch um but yeah an ansel like feature like every game should have that like i would i would use that all the time like who wouldn't want to have a longer view distance a higher quality render for for you know something that you've spent so much time for um, that split moment in time that yeah Yeah. it's not the whole game it's that split moment in time that you decided this is worth capturing yeah Yeah. And, and and especially if you've got features like uh miles morales has where you can add lights you could do environmental effects like potentially you've spent a lot of time setting up this this photo and then to only get you know at most a 1080 a, a 1080 or maybe 4K. a 4k uh which 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 seems like a lot but it really is not a lot of, of 4k pixels. you can print about eight by ten yeah 4k is that's about it is roughly eight megapixels um and that is nothing compared to you know pretty much all you know smartphone cameras nowadays um so yeah if you could really do like a you know 50 megapixel render um out of your game like that is that's 
really in, incredible stuff. Like that is what everything should have, in my opinion. I realize that's probably really difficult <laughs> difficult to implement, and developers are screaming at at their at their podcast saying, "How dare you like expect this from everybody?" And I know development is very difficult. I understand, um, but. But boy, I need my 50 megapixel renders of Stardew Valley, dang it. But yes, I'm just saying that people would really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So as we wrap up this episode, Stuart, any any closing thoughts on virtual photography? Uh, please partake in virtual photography. Um, you know, play games where you're a photographer, that's fun, but... More importantly, uh, play games. You're not explicitly a photographer, but you have tools to do really cool photos or heck, even video sometimes. So yeah, I just encourage people to get into it. Um, if you're not a gamer, um, this episode might have even kind of inspired maybe some interest in gaming. And and yeah, sometimes it's hard to get into. Sometimes it costs some money, but um, I promise you can have some pretty incredible experiences and really you you will have the opportunity to experience an art and potentially even participate in that art through virtual photography in a way that you did not expect if you're not already a gamer. So um, yeah, really, uh, really consider this. Really consider this as something to jump into and experiment with. If you're already into gaming, it doesn't cost you anything. If you're not into gaming, get into gaming. Dang it. It's really cool. <laughs> and you know, it's art. You know, you know, you said you said that if you're not into gaming, it'll cost some money. But the first thing I thought is, you know what's more expensive than buying a video game? Camera stuff. Way. More <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how many copies of Horizon Zero Dawn or Ghost of Tsushima or Red Dead Redemption I could get for mm-hmm. the cost of a single low-end Canon Rebel? Yeah, I mean, even including the hardware, like, <laughs> like, uh, let's say that you could buy a PS5 um, at retail. Um, I mean, the even the most expensive PS5 is 500 bucks. That's four PS5s for one A7 III camera. Um, and that's just crazy. So, um, yeah, buying, literally buying a PS5 and, you know, does a dozen games is... <laughs> Is the, is cheaper, <laughs> substantially cheaper than a really nice mirrorless, uh, full frame mirrorless. So yeah, think about it. Think about it. We, oh man, I know, I know. We just condoned uh, throwing all of your money at at Sony for the most part, but mm-hmm. uh, no, we do hope that this uh, episode has inspired you to kind of think twice about the photo mode and to get a little bit more creative. Um, I want to just kind of end on a couple of the tips mm-hmm. uh, that I found when I was researching online. If the game does not have a phone mode, Google free fly camera and the game that you are playing, and there's probably a mod for it. Um, if it does have a photo mode, really take into account all of the things that you would in photography. Is there a foreground element? Is there a background element? What's the subject? Um, think about the about the um, Henry Cartier of like the precise moment think about when you are hitting that pause button to take that photo um and then try and use the game mechanics like i mentioned uh in last of us you can drop a smoke bomb and that adds atmospheric haze that changes the lighting particles in ghost tsushima you know the low health with the with the um 
a motion effect blur. There are a way, and like in Spider-Man, when you do a finishing move, it actually adds a bunch of like chromatic aberrations to kind of have this hard impact, which changes the style of the game. So find those little moments that not everyone is seeing that feel unique to you and just have fun as long as long as you're having fun doing it that is the absolute most important part Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean that's 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 the whole point at the end of the day have fun um but you might actually you know accidentally build some real photography skills while you're at it so (laughs) definitely jump into it if you have questions or ideas for future episodes you can email us at hello at photo dash op Watch us on Ben's YouTube channel at non-creative. As in om nom nom. Share this with a friend and you can listen to Photo Op anywhere podcasts are sold. Or download it. Because it's free.